Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're joined in uh, this portion of our program with uh, Dr. by Dr. Frida Birnbaum. She has joined us before on our program. She's a research psychologist, psychoanalyst, author of Life Begins at 60, A New View on Motherhood, Marriage, and Reinventing Ourselves, an expert on depression, women's issues, attaining happiness. And she is joining us on our program today. Well, we're going to be talking about the relationship with one's dad or father in adolescence and the effect that that has on your mental health as an adult. It's nice to have you join us again on our program. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning to you. That idea of the relationship with one's father in adolescence having an impact on one's mental health as an adult, is that surprising to some people when you mention that? It's absolutely surprising. Most people feel the mother plays the major role. Mm. But guess what? Research is showing today that fathers are the ones that have the biggest impact on both daughters and sons. That's surprising. Especially on daughters and sons. Daughters and sons. Because uh, what happens is when a daughter has the impression that she's being supported uh, for her career rather than being supported because she looks beautiful or she is pleasing and taken care of, that has a huge impact as well on how she sees herself uh, through her father, the opposite sex. And then she tends to look for that in other men as well. And then, of course, the male role model for boys is extremely important because it addresses their masculinity. It addresses the way they need to be as a role model for their children and their lives. So it's usually important for children to see themselves in a very supportive role uh, through their fathers, who are often less of the caretaker, but more of the one who goes out there in the world and brings back information. What about the situation where the father... And, you know, we see this very often these days. The father's the one who's constantly cracking jokes. What kind of influence does that have? That could be the best father to have. You know, life brings you all kinds of problems. And how you cope with those problems really make the huge difference. So if you could be lighthearted and you can take care of it in a way that doesn't affect you and you don't stay stuck with it, well, as an adult you also have comfort with humor, and then you can also resolve situations in a way that's much more doable than having it affect you even after the problem has finished. As opposed to the situation where, you know, some kids grew up with that dad that just seemed to be angry all the time. Yeah, that's one of the worst kind of fathers to have because, you know, you live in a state of fear. Uh, is he going to be mad about something? And then what happens, you want to please him. And trying to please him makes you, it puts you in a subservient role and makes you feel criticized and rejected. And then a lot of people in my practice come to me and say, why is it the very things I didn't like my parents or my mother or my father, 
I have become. Because you continue, even when they're no longer around, to justify why they behave towards you. So you're critical of yourself. You reject yourself in front of other people. You put yourself down. And then you become a victim, and nobody helps a victim, and you stay stuck. Can this also affect how it is that as adults, if you've had a father like this, being able to to really trust other adults? No, you have difficulty developing trust on both a professional and personal level. And then that gets you in trouble because you have to trust somebody somewhere. Not everyone's not telling the truth. So you're right, it does develop into something much more challenging as you become an adult. And uh, it's sad because these fathers, these angry fathers, have issues that if only they could get help, uh, they would be happier as well. The father who seems to be Mr. Fix-It, literally, always the handyman there to fix whatever. What does that instill in children? That's a wonderful father to have because it helps you to be creative. It helps you to be inventive. It helps you to think out of the box. So if you go in that direction and also somebody who is into reading, into exploring life, into finding out new things about what life can offer you, well, this gives children a sense of independence and appreciation for knowledge. And these kids often become entrepreneurs and leaders as well because they trust their judgment. The overachieving dad. Well, he's interesting because he's very successful and it can go either way. You can have children who doubt themselves because they can never be as successful. So they're always delaying their gratification. I have to do this one more thing. And you know, men into adulthood tend to do that. They tend to feel it's never enough. So they never get to that right place. But if that father brings you along with him, and includes you, then you learn how to be successful as way as well. And isn't that a wonderful way to have a future for yourself, to have somebody as a role model who really knows the ropes? Well, though, wouldn't there be a certain level of insecurity that could develop if the child of somebody who is that overachiever? Absolutely. You know, a child who is with an overachiever uh, can develop uh, insecurity and feel inadequate because they're constantly comparing themselves. So that's something that we need to stop doing no matter who our parents are or no matter what happens uh, because someone else is always going to be doing something better. But if you're living with someone, especially, and it's a constant everyday theme, that they are not doing as well, and it's a constant reminder, we can really learn from that in general, that when you have a father who challenges you, challenges you, meet up to your own challenge of who you are and what you can do. Maybe you can do something in a different area. Not everyone is good in this with the same type of situation. Other people are good in math. Other people are good in art. And who can determine what is most important? You should celebrate everything that you are 
and be aware of the joy coming from what it is that you're doing, not what somebody else is doing. What about the situation where you've got basically a helicopter parent in the dad? That's a very interesting kind of father because he's going to become the coach. He's going to be doing your artwork for you in school. Um, and in a sense, you won't be able to fail because he's going to be right there picking up the pieces. But what happens as an adult, um, you don't fail. Well, it's difficult to succeed if you don't give yourself the opportunity to try, and that is the prerequisite for succeeding. So these fathers need to step back, relax, and help the children make decisions for themselves so they can develop without having this codependency on other people. The father who's an alcohol or drug abuser, the effect that has on the children. Well, you know, this is something that's genetic. This is something that's very difficult to change. So we're talking about an addiction, and uh, these parents are absolutely parole models, and they, uh, they themselves need guidance, um, and they have difficulty giving that to their children. Love, the children need love, unconditional love and guidance. So they can often develop, the children of these fathers, obsessive-compulsive behavior, codependency, and even become addicted, I can't speak today, addicts uh, themselves into adulthood. But here's another opportunity to take that type of addictive behavior, obsessive-compulsive behavior, that you really can't help. As I said, it could be genetic but change it into something else. You can go into a field that helps you to be obsessive with, let's say, computer science, where you could really reach all kinds of levels of accomplishments and achievements, and it doesn't have to be negative. Because, you know, our, genera- our younger generation, the millennials, are very addicted to the computers and to uh, lo- looking at what is going on through the world, through computers, and they are obsessive-compulsive. But then again, if they can help with technology and make changes in the world, how great is that? Mm. The situation with senior citizens where their health is improving, but at the same time, rates of depression and anxiety arising. How can that be? Uh, Well, uh, we have so many things going on today in our world. Now, you said seniors? Mm -hmm. Seniors really are very interesting people uh, because they have a lot of wisdom to offer, and today we're living younger, longer. So they also have the youthfulness on their side. But, you know... Depression comes from not having control often. And when you have to worry about uh, your health benefits, relationship problems that often change, what it is that you're financially benefiting from and you're limited uh, to making choices with those finances. So life does have its challenges as you get older. But, you know, it's really what defines you is having some kind of passion 
for what it is you're doing and being productive in some way, giving, and not necessarily having to get back, but that's just the joy of giving that can make all the difference in the world because it really isn't about money. It's more about the feeling you have of making some kind of difference to other people that really brings joy and can help with depression. Dr. Frida Birnbaum is talking with us on our program. She is a research psychologist, psychoanalyst, author of Life Begins at 60, a new view on motherhood, marriage, and reinventing ourselves. She's an expert on depression, women's issues, and attaining happiness. Final thoughts in uh, our discussion today and this deals with teens and sexting. How do parents get a a handle on this? You know, there's certain apps, first of all, that can really identify this, uh, certain words that are used and block the people, as well as having a relationship. It's harder today to have a relationship with your kids, with your teens, than it used to be because, as I said, they're so addicted to this, especially boys. So we need to have some kind of set rules. By the way, parents should be able to come into the room, should be able to see what they're doing, and there are apps, again, that they can look and see. I have a patient who actually came in reporting to me what his son is talking about, what he's uh, connecting to his friends on the computer, on the Internet. So there are ways to do that. But when you do have a closer relationship uh, with your children, and that means talking about the smallest things, then they will be comfortable talking to you about bigger things. But you, teenagers need to know the consequences of going viral when you're doing this and the damage it could cause to the other person. There have actually been suicides uh, because of this as well, because people, when they're not face-to-face, are bolder uh, and being inappropriate. Uh, so saying things about other people, uh, even fat shaming or sexting or whatever that is, or showing pictures of yourself in the nude, well, you know what? That's not going to be something that's going to be private. And what happens if you break up with each other? Do you think you can guarantee that it's going to be confidential? Absolutely not. You know, we need to have programs for teenagers, even in school, about the implications of what it is to be able to have privacy on the Internet, which you cannot guarantee. And these kids are bullied, and we need to have programs in school that are mandatory, how to behave with one, each, uh, with one another and what to do when this happens. We need to stand up to our, for ourselves, not to be able to be passive and give in. Because I've heard so many teenagers tell me, well, if you're nice, you're not going to go on their level. No. Bullies like to go to the weakest link. You need to be able to stand up to them and take care of yourself and not necessarily go to authorities. Because as adults, some of the same people that are bullied as teenagers are bullied as adults, and there are no authorities around. You need to be your own authority. Dr. Frida Birnbaum, thank you very much for joining us on our program. You shared an awful lot with us. Certainly good luck with your work and with your book, too. Thank you for your wonderful questions. I appreciate it. Take care. Always a pleasure. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 